And we want to say hi to the Lions linebacker Alex Anzalone on yeah. the Mitch Album right. program. Hello, Alex. Yes. Welcome. How's it going? Glad to have you joining us here. We're happy that you're going to be you uh, like? a part of the program on Mondays, and uh, we welcome you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thank you for having me. I'm glad to be here. You like that you know, open? You, have, you, have you done a lot of radio in the past? I, I've done one one other gig like this in the past, so I, I have a little experience. Not a ton, but a little. Hey, well, that's same, more than that's same more than with us. Mitch. Most of us just basically just walked on. You know, they opened right. the doors. They said, "You guys doing anything this afternoon?" We said, "Not really." And they said, "Here, how about a radio show?" And we we just yeah. never left. Right. Well, I was hoping that we'd be able to welcome you with a win, and there were moments yesterday where it looked like that was going to be the case, and even when it looked like it was slipping away, it looked like it was going to be a win case again because you guys came back at the end. But uh, we were just talking a little earlier about that overtime rule, which I can't stand. I, 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 I'm pretty good with most rules in the NFL. I think they get it right most of the time. But a coin flip and one team getting the ball and the other one never touching it just not, does not sit well with me. And I would have said that even if you guys had won. How do you feel about that rule, and how do most players feel about that rule in general? Yeah, I mean, I feel like they, they got it a little better with having a – your ability to respond after a field goal if they do get a field goal. Um, you know, it's tough, but I kind of get it from the, the league perspective. They want to, especially these 1 o'clock games, they want them to end, you know, on, on time. So they don't want, you know, double overtime or, you know, it playing out a ton. So, um, you know, there's just there's a lot of different dynamics that go into it. Player safety, you know, the amount of plays, et cetera, et cetera. When you get to the – overtime in, 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 a, in a Sunday football game, does your body say, like, no, 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 I'm done? That's and then, <laughs> like, when, when you say, wait a minute, we got to keep playing, you know, because f- playing football is hard. Is that extra f- potential 15 minutes or whatever, really, do you really feel that on a Sunday from what you're normally used to? Yeah, I would say so. I feel like you definitely feel the extra, you know, plays on your body, um, you know, and just even just as far as, like, your ability to lock in, you know, for that extended period of time, it's it's difficult because you're, you know, it's just that much longer of of a game that you have to focus in on, and um, you know, and then as a defense, you're getting the offense's best plays to win the game, so you really have to focus in hard. So it is pretty difficult. Well, there was one play in the uh, towards the end of the game uh, regulation that um, I thought you probably were going to need oxygen after it was over because <laughs> I think you ran about a mile and a half. Cut nine, right. here it is. Wow. And, of course, the man tackling him was <laughs> Alex Anzalone, who you, you looked like you were, your pants were on fire when you came <laughs> after him. Tell us about that play. Yeah, um, you know, we were in, I, was, I was man-to-man on the tight end, so it wasn't uh, necessarily the, the best thing to do, but um, I saw Geno Smith tuck the ball, and, I, and my tight end was going across the field, and I saw him get, get out of the pocket, and I was just, you know, if I'm – I'm going to go get this. I got to go make the play. So that's when I put the burners on. And I was able to do it. What was yeah. more impressive that even after that, you wouldn't high five like uh, people in the front row. So evidently, <laughs> four quarter didn't mean anything to you. Oh yeah, yeah. I was, I was just <laughs> you had a Alex, little extra energy. <laughs> Alex, I, I've always been curious. When a game does go into overtime, does the coach ever say, "Okay, we're going to do heads or tail," or is that just up to the who's ever out there doing the coin toss? Just curious. Yeah. I think it just player discretion. I think head coaches leave at it, leave. leave um, they try to get out of it just because, you know, you just let the players do their thing, and whoever makes the call makes the call. Uh-huh. Well, when you're at home, the other team gets to pick at any house. So right. 
we you didn't have any say in it. They uh, you won it the first time to start the game and lost it uh, at the at the end there when it counted. How much of how much deflation did the Lions feel after this one? Giving how, given how high obviously the team was, the town was, and everything after the Kansas City win. Right. I feel like um, you know I got that question after the game yesterday, and you know to me I feel like our our team really didn't get so high after the Kansas City win. It was more just, we kind of just treated it like it was a week one win. It was a big statement win on national TV. But at the same time, we didn't get super high after it. And we weren't, you know, and we know the outside noise and the city's dying for a winner. And I know it was a big deal for everyone. Um, but as a team, we didn't necessarily get too high. But at the same time, yeah, it's tough. You're losing your home opener um, the way we did in overtime. I feel like we had the game handled. And we kind of just, we earned the loss, like Dan said. Yeah. That's an interesting way of putting it. Not not an earning that you want, uh, but uh, he's probably accurate. On was that, that the loudest it's been since you've been here? Yeah, a thousand percent. That's wow. That's, that's really the the loudest it's been for the past three years. It's no doubt. I think I saw. Yeah, it is from today. You you went on Twitter and you said usually you don't go on Twitter after games, but you wanted to thank the fans for how they came out, and that got viewed by a hundred and forty thousand views on Twitter. Uh, I, I don't. I'm, I'm not sure. There's 140,000 Lions fans that shared all that, but that that uh, right. was picked up pretty well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's this is the honest truth. I mean, as a defensive player, you feed off the fans, and um, you know, I haven't been around anything like that for a while, and it was it was just fun to play in, and it, it makes our job uh, way more enjoyable. And you know, it's you you want to win for fans like that. Yeah. Uh, as we're talking to Alex Anzalone here, who's going to join us on Monday. So we want to get to know you a little bit outside of uh, just yesterday's game. Uh, so you you grew up in outside of Reading, Pennsylvania. Is that what I, is yep. that what I remember? So yeah, was that a little a little town? Yeah, a little suburb town uh, right outside of Reading, like five minutes from it. And uh, me and Taylor Swift, same hometown. All right, my claim the same. Yep. <laughs> you and Taylor Swift. <laughs> yep. Okay, so well, get tickets? you dated her in high school then, right? No, she was a little older. She a little She's a little older. bit older. So so yeah. what's it like to go back to that town and be the second most famous person to come out of it? And, oh, the first one happens to be Taylor Swift. Rename that high school. Yeah. Yeah. Rename that high school. Right. Am I going to be the Grand Marshal? Not so quick. Yeah, not no, so fast, right. Anzalone. No, I love it. Yeah. I, I love it. I, I like being the... Uh, you know, not the focus of attention. So, um, yeah, I love it. <laughs> Did you have you ever met her? Uh, well, when I was little, she would do the national anthem at um, some of the little league games around wow. town, and then um, I was on the same wrestling team as her brother. So, you know, when when she left, I think when she was in seventh or eighth grade for Nashville to become a country music star, and everyone was like, "What is going on? What What are you talking about?" And right. You know, she she made it, so oh, it was yeah. impressive. I bet tickets were two hundred dollars for those games too, then, right? <laughs> right, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Stand in the uh, hallway. <laughs> I, I yeah. wonder, it did did her being successful like that? Did it spawn a bunch of kids in Reading suddenly wearing like sparkles and starting to sing country music, thinking, "Well, if she could do it, then I can do it too." You know, you know that's funny. I never really noticed that growing up. Like it, that that is. You'd think that would be the case, but I don't. I really don't think it was just because it was so like outlandish from where we were from. 
um, to be a country music star because it's not a huge country like it's Eastern Pennsylvania. It's not, you know, it's not big country music. Area. No, it's uh, close to Philadelphia. It's not uh, right. You'd be more likely to have soul music as your mm. official theme than, than exactly, country music. Yeah. yeah. So was Philadelphia your you know your big city trip when you were growing up? Yep, yep. That would be all the the school field trips. Um, everyone were you know all the sports teams were Philly. Phillies, everyone was yeah. a Philly fan. Yeah. Phillies, the Eagles, right. Flyers. So yeah, that's that's all that was. Well, we have mm. that in common because I grew up there right outside oh, of Philadelphia. One more and Rosie too. So uh, I <laughs> sold my, my my first job was selling programs at Vet Stadium for the Phillies. Oh wow! I was eleven yep. years old. That's awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. And and to tell you how long ago that was, the programs were fifty cents. (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) We're going back a little bit. Yeah, you get a pen for a quarter. Yeah. Yeah. Well, now you move on to uh, you know another home game against Atlanta next week, and um, I'm 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 assuming that with this team, it's not a lot needs to be said about like okay, guys, we need to get our focus back or anything like that. You seem to be a, a a fairly serious team that kind of understands that it's got talent and it's got expectations, and this isn't a um, this isn't a fragile group of guys. Uh, what is the approach this week? Yeah, I feel like you know we, we we literally just got out of meetings probably a few hours ago, and you know we had to make the you know address what the breakdowns in the game, but at the same time you have to process it and flush it and get over it because we have a really good team coming in and. Like you said, we have a we have a bunch of guys that truly care, and you know, the guys are not just collecting a paycheck and showing up to work. We guys we have guys that know this is you know special and um, a special group, and it could be a special season depending how it goes. Um, you know, so there really isn't a whole lot of you know rah rah that needs to be said. It's you know it's you know let's get let's get hunkered down together and let's let's do this, and um, you know we're excited for Sunday. How did you feel about the blue ski mask idea? And I wonder if you saw the the video of Jarek Reed from the Seattle kind of mocking it in the locker room. Yeah, I mean, anytime you do anything like that, you're you know you're gonna you're up for being exposed a little bit at post game, um, you know. And I've been a part of you know the reverse reverse of that too. So um, you know it was, it was it was fun. It was fun seeing the fans with the ski mask on and. Um, Man, CJ, he's he's a character. So uh, it's it's funny how that stuck, and uh, I heard Sheila loved it. So I, I guess that's what what's happened on game day. She loved it, but she didn't wear one herself. I noticed. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I I couldn't imagine her wearing. It. Yeah. <laughs> Although if your if your owner shows up in a ski mask, it's, it's probably time that. for you to get traded. <laughs> oh man, make sure that Back check clears. Yeah, yeah. Get the check. go to the bank <laughs> quickly. Quick. Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, it's a pleasure to have you, Alex, yeah. and uh, we're looking forward to conversations with you on, on Monday. Thank you for taking time to do it today, and uh, let us know what your uh, what your musical preferences are, so we can put. We have them, a, Mitch. We've got them already. Oh yeah, well, Morgan well, I Wallen. I want to know what I they do, are. Right? Morgan Wallen. Morgan Wallen. <laughs> yeah, yeah country music, anything like that. Little Taylor Swift. <laughs> yeah, Little T Swift is all okay. good. <laughs> we'll talk to you next week, Alex. Thanks so much. All right. Sounds good. See you guys. Alex Anzalone yeah. there. Yeah. Good yeah. job. Yeah, I'm going to enjoy talking to him. Got some good insight. It's 760 WJR.